Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Our tie at five as we go to the bottom of the 11th. Here's Aaron Boone. Nicks down three. Should the Bulls foul? No. Be careful trying to play it a second time. Can't do it. Here's Welcome everyone. This is um, episode four, five. Who gives a shit? Uh, are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. <laughs> um, uh, this is the New York Sports Deserve Better podcast um, with uh, I'm Diesel, Bobby. Um, so this this episode is going to be brought to you by um, the Bookie's Basement, um, and if you use their promo code. Uh, GFSL um, while shopping with at sleeves. Uh, they sell masks, headbands, all that shit. Um, if you use uh, GSFL, uh, you get 25% off at checkout, which is pretty cool. Uh, get, get your masks, your sleeves, your headbands. I mean, everyone needs that stuff during a time like this, especially the masks. That's, uh, that's PPE right there, Dan, personal protective equipment. Exactly. Exactly. Go check out Bookie's Basement for my, for my blogs. Um, so yeah, this episode we're gonna have uh, Andrew Fonson, um, a Providence basketball player, uh, going into his senior year after a disappointing end to this year with uh, the season being canceled, and then on their way to a historic run to the Final Four. Probably, um, I think it's gonna be very exciting. We're gonna talk about. Um, talk about the upcoming season, talk about his personal, personal life. Uh, we're going to talk about the last dance a little bit. Um, I think it's going to be a good episode. Um, Bobby, obviously um, you watched the last dance last night. Give me just one thing that, um, that you really thought was um, the stick out to of last night's episode. Uh, well, Dan, great to see you. Great to see you too. I think, I think uh, the one thing that would stick out to me, I'd say, is that despite what everyone says, all the haters and all the naysayers, uh, Michael Jordan does not have a gambling addiction. He just really, really, really likes it, and he doesn't want to live in a world where he can't do it. Exactly. He just has a uh, competitive problem is what he says. He's, he's got an affinity for gambling, I'd and if if you take if you take the fact that uh, he was throwing quarters uh, against the against uh, to get it very close to the wall, but not touching the wall, and he was doing that and and gambling some money um, with with his personal security guards, um, I think that's fine. I think that's just boys being boys. And also speaking about that personal security guard, that guy was the the biggest legend I've ever seen in my entire life. The Jordan shrug after beating Jordan on the first toss too, and I mean, I did read that he passed away. So we're gonna do a little in memoriam uh, segment on him for a good like five that. ten seconds. Uh, what do you got? One Bob? thing that the the Jordan gambling thing made me think of uh, was in the office when Michael Scott. 
It's, uh, he goes, do I need to be liked? Absolutely not. I like to be liked. I enjoy being liked. I have to be liked. But it's not like this compulsive need to be liked, like my need to be praised. So I, that's like, that made me think of, uh, of the Jordan. Jordan, uh, fuck that. Edit that out. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. All right, no more, no more botched uh, analysis. I got nothing left in, nothing in the tank. I gave it my all. I just botched the analysis. I don't, I don't know why I said analysis. I meant to say botched metaphor, but uh, I said yeah, analysis. analysis. So. No. Which makes no What's sense. It? Botched is a great show, though. You ever watch that? Never watched botched. Oh, what is it? People that have like awful plastic surgeries and then they come in and they're oh. Yeah, yeah. You ever you ever see uh, Just Go With It with Adam Sandler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when they come in and the one girl, the girl's boob is like down here and then another one's up here. Yeah, exactly. That's like people in real life look like that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, hopefully me someday. Not me. But my wife. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully I have. Keep you on your toes. Hopefully I have plastic. Hopefully I have enough money to uh, get plastic surgery. I got a lot of wrinkles. I would always kind of wanted a nose job because I just thought I had a dumb looking face and I thought that was the problem, but I've learned to love it. I think your face is fine. Stop. I think, I think your body needs to be bigger though. I kind of, yeah, I do need to. I might get weight, weight gain surgery, like the, whatever the opposite of liposuction is. Yeah. And then, so I'll give you my weight and then you give you, uh, I just give you my weight. There's no trade off. It's just me giving, uh, I'll give you. It'll be like a weight transplant. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I probably need to drop like thirty pounds to be at like a comfortable like taking off shirt um, place, and Dan, you probably you need to gain much, thirty though, pounds. If you, yeah, that, I mean that's perfect. But if you if you lose too much weight, you lose the dad bod, and that's like peak. I mean, women. I don't know any girl that doesn't love a dad bod. Um, I beg to differ. I think there's a, I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of people out there that really appreciate a cut defined body, and I don't know, dude, that for those people, like more, I offer that seems you like nothing. A, I think the 2010s was about the abs, and then the 2020s is about the dad bod. Well, I think the whole appeal to a dad bod is um, is like they're not perfect and and they yeah. they're just like a normal person. Because I, I, okay. I honestly at this point, if you have abs, I'm kind of out on you because. Like you can't be a normal human being. You like me and you aren't on the same page because you are at the gym when you could be hanging out with your friends or like having a beer with someone. And the people that go to the gym and they have abs, they don't drink beer. They they're watching their carbs, and that's not a guy that I want to hang out with. And has it's not it's nothing against them. It's not like oh I don't like you. It's like I just don't want to hang out with you. It's just it's just a different mentality. I think. I was gonna say something and I just and I lost it. You lost, lost it. it. I had um, it in my brain and CTE struck and now I don't even know what we're talking about at all. I'm I'm lost. Cause dude, I got so I got one more thing about the dad bods. And I might be on something here, but I don't know. You're gonna have to tell me. Twenty tens abs are in. You know why? Why? With our demographic, our age, no one's get no one got married last decade. Twenty twenties? We're, we're 20 to 30 year olds. That's where people get married. You marry someone, eventually you have a kid with them, making that person a dad. Dad bod.
you got to see, oh, I don't know if he'd be a good father. First step, looking like a father. That's true. Dad bods are back. Dad bods are back. Um, all right, let's kick it. Let's kick it to Fonz. All right, so uh, our second guest, um, well, first kind of real guest since Bob is, the, uh, is now a host. So uh, first real guest, uh, we got Andrew Fonz, uh, two-time Thomas Ramos uh, Academic Award winner, uh, Providence basketball player, um, an absolute staple for the team. Um, welcome, Fonz. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be on. A uh, topic that uh, we were actually discussing uh, before this was the last dance. And uh, there's not a lot of things going on during the uh, during quarantine and everything. This has kind of been uh, a bright spot for most people. Uh, have you been watching? Of course. Yeah, I've seen every episode. Uh, the last two episodes, what was, uh, what was the most uh, interesting thing that you saw out of it? Um, so I'm a Twitter guy. So if you, if you, if you follow me on Twitter... Um, I tweeted, I actually tweeted about it last night. My favorite part is that the best basketball game ever was played during a practice. It was at the dream team practice. So big practice guy. Yeah. I'm a big practice guy. Not a lot of playing time in the games. So, you know, I, I, I'm a big practice guy. I practice. Yeah. Well, you did mention that you didn't get a lot of playing time in, in, in the games. So, uh, I did do the, uh, do the research and, uh, uh, I looked at your per, uh, per 40 minutes stats. So that's, that's the stats that if, if you did play all 40 minutes, that this is what your stats would be. You would average uh, 18 points a game, uh, four rebounds and uh, two assists. So good numbers. Yeah, those are good numbers. And that saying uh, just, just a message to coach Cooley. Uh, we should get, we should get fonts out the time in the world. If he's going to average those numbers per 40 minutes. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good number. I mean, especially in the Big East. Oh. Yeah, Big East power, power, power conference. I mean, you can be arguably the best conference in basketball. I think so. Uh, Bob, I, I'm, I'll agree too. Yeah, yeah Bob, yeah. maybe maybe Bob thinks it's the ACC coming yeah, from. Yeah, Bob, Bob, ACC, UVA, you know, going to national championships. Eh, it's great. I, yeah. <laughs> so I'm a little biased, but I do, think, I do think top to bottom, there's no conference like the Big East in terms of, like, competitiveness. Because, like, everyone's dangerous, it seems like. Like, on any given night, I feel like anyone could get the better of uh, whoever they're playing, you know? Right. I would say, I would say uh, just to back up that point, uh, there's, like, never – there's never blowouts in the Big East. Like, so rarely um, is there a team blow out another team. Uh, so, I'd say yeah, – I, I, I would agree. The Big East is probably the best conference in the country. But I, I mean, could – I could Yeah, exactly. Well, we got that covered now. Uh, we got we got three people of probably the, probably the most credible podcasts out there saying that the Big East is the is the best conference of basketball. So critics have been saying that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so you spoke about that practice. Has there ever been a time in your time of Providence that was just like you ever had one of those practices where everyone was kind of just just like kind of pissed off and playing hard and uh, I mean just kind of game like atmosphere. Um, I'll tell you, my freshman year. Oh, this is, this, yeah, my freshman year. So I'm, uh, I'm freaking, what, I'm 6'1", 155. So you're 6'3", uh, 170 on paper. Yeah. On paper, yeah, yeah. I'm 6'3", 170. Probably maybe 175 if I want to stretch it. <laughs> but, and so I walk, in the, I walk into practice and this is like, so we're still in summer workouts at the at this time, um, but it's like still like a workout, like whole teams there, and um, 
and we're everyone's playing up and down we're playing up and down everyone's like just going at each other going at each other and then um you know i won't name names but two guys just start pushing each other and just you know one one chucks the other and then it's like we got to hold these guys back and i'm like holy shit this is college basketball i mean this this was like this was like me waking up and uh I was like, oh, this is like happening right in front of me. I'm, I've ne- never seen like you got a six seven guy going at like a six four guy. I'm like, holy shit, what did I just get myself into? But yeah, I mean, we we've always had we always had competitive practices, and I mean, our our whole motto at PC is like, we're we're tough guys. We're gonna we're gonna bully you inside, and we're gonna we're just gonna out, out tough you. So that's how that's, that's our uh, that's that Providence grit for our, for everyone that doesn't that, at home. Exactly, and it's a. Uh, that's what that's our that's our pretty much our like character. That's our motto. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a big wake up. So what is uh what's it like playing for Coach Cooley? Oh, I mean it's the best. The guy's you know, he everything he says is just exactly how he acts. Like he is just authentic. Yeah, it's um he's just a great guy. Like, you know, obviously he's gonna be intense with us and he's gonna be hard on us and he's gonna push us. But, uh, you know, it's all out of love. You know, like, um, he'll, you know, yeah, he'll, he'll yell at you, he'll, he'll scream at you, but, I mean, it's it's really all out of love. And it's just, it's, he just gets the best out of, his, out of his players. So, I mean, it's been great. And then, and then like, you know, when we're in the locker room or we're traveling, he, he's just like, you know, he's just like another one of us. Like, he's just a guy you can have a friendly conversation with. You can talk to him about anything. Um, yeah, he's just a great guy. He's a great person for the school. Awesome. Um, that's 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 a great uh, message to the to those recruits out there. Um, I know I probably I only got one year left, but for the future, uh, we got it. We got to get we got to get some get some more big time recruits at uh, Providence. But uh, touching more up on the, what you said about the Providence grit. Obviously, this year uh, you guys were six and six after the Texas loss. Um, you guys lost, but by probably it seemed like a million points. Uh, I, I went out there and uh, I watched the game and I mean, everyone that I went with, we were all pretty bummed. We were like, Oh, we don't know where this season's going to go. This is our junior year. We only got one more year left, but uh, you guys really, uh, you guys turned it around and uh, you kind of lit a fire underneath the, the entire campus. Uh, what, after that game, what was really like the, the turning point? Like, was there a, was there someone that, that kind of just uh, lit a fire, had a big speech like like her Brooks, is it something like a miracle speech or was it just like a, where we are right now we're, we're screwed and we, in order to turn it around, we got to turn it around now. So we're six and six. You're talking about the Texas game. Yeah. After the Texas game. Right before break. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we're in, we're in California. We had just lost to Long Beach state. Um, and then we had, and then the next day we lost to Charleston. That was might like been like the, Thanksgiving. It, it might, yeah, so it might have yeah. been the worst games, um, you know, in PC recent history. But you know, we lose to you know, center of the world, whatever. And we have a team meeting then, um, just players. We talk. Um, we go out. We win the next game. And then yeah, we end up being six and six going to Texas, last home game before Big East. Um, and we we win that game. And then after that game, we, you know, we. We go, we all get to go home for Christmas for like two days. I get, you know, I get home Christmas Eve, spend the, spend the day with uh, my family on Christmas Day, we come back the next day. And the next day 
we all met in the locker room. We met with the coaches, and we were like, look, we're seven and six. We got to – it was almost like we got to win 12 games, you know. You got you to gotta get your, yourself to um, 19 wins to make it – to make it get an NCAA, you know, autom- uh, bid. Not an automatic bid, but just like a at-large bid. Um, so we all sit down there. We go around the whole whole room. Um, I mean, every, every player just says one thing they can do. One thing they can do to help the team. And then we were like – and then, like, the moral of that story was like, you know, just – just do your job. Almost like, uh, you know, we're New York guys, but but Belichick, like, yeah. do your job. Um, and then we start off Big East play 3-0, you know, and we just, we rolled. You know, I, I think chemistry, chemistry got better. Um, guys started trusting each other more. Uh, and then once you once you start getting a couple, it's, it's like any other sport, you know. You find, you get momentum and everything just seems to, you go go great. Everything seems to go in. Uh, Bob, you got anything? Yeah, I got a couple uh, thoughts. What was uh, so obviously Big East, one of the most famous uh, basketball conferences of all time. Uh, out of all, all the places and atmospheres you've played in, what do you think the uh, what's the one that sticks out to you the most, or maybe your favorite, or what's one that just sticks out? Yeah. Um, so regard, I'm gonna I'll, I'll keep. You know, Madison Square Garden out of it because obviously that's, that's the matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but best arena to play in, love Hinkle Fieldhouse. Um, um, I actually played 4.3 seconds there first half <laughs> this year. That, that, was, that was cool. Um, so it was, I was at the end of the first half, took my warm up off. Obviously, second half kept my warm up off just just in case coach still yeah, exactly. Um, I would be ready. Um, but yeah, Hinkle Fieldhouse, unbelievable, obviously, because of Hoosiers. Um, what's another good one? I like um, Xavier, I like Xavier just because it's loud, it's like it's it's like a good, it's a fun place to play, you know. Um, they're just they're like right on top of the court, the fans they've got they got good student sections, so. You know, it's like a disadvantage, but it's also fun because it's fun to play in those sold-out arenas. Um, what's another good place to play? Your eyes, pretty fun. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this: when we go to NBA arenas, I don't like that. I like playing in an NBA arena, other than Madison other than Madison Square Garden. Like Villanova's Villanova plays at Wells Fargo. Um, the Georgetown plays in the Horizon Wizards. Center. Yeah, um, well, the Marquette plays in a in where the Bucks play. It's just like those arenas are just. First of all, they, they, it's hard to sell out. It's hard for a college team to sell out an NBA arena, so it's just like not as loud. It's I th- I like it more when the when the game's sold out. And it's a smaller arena, um, but also like in the NBA arenas, the the court is so much farther from the stands. So like I like I kind of like it when the when the, when the fans are right on top, it just makes it more fun. But, yeah, so uh, I'd say uh, Hinkle and uh, Xavier, which is Cintas. Um, Bob, you, got, you had something else saying? Uh, I was just wondering, uh, so Danny told me that uh, you were around for the, uh, the Coach Cooley ripped pants uh, game. So what, what kind of happened there? What's, what's the, uh, 
the inside story on that. And then like, were you guys, were you dying on the bench? Like, Oh my God, coach has ripped his pants. And it seemed like he, he bounced back pretty quickly. He just put a towel on and, and kind of went, but like, what was, how did that whole thing kind of develop? What was that right. like? So, so at this point, this was my freshman year. So I'm the last guy on the bench. Um, and there was like zero shot. I was playing this game. Like if, the five guys, if, if, we, if it came down to me, we probably, I probably still wasn't playing. You know, it was like, it was like, it was like my freshman year, I'm not playing at all. Um, but it's the Big East Championship game. We're playing Villanova. Um, and I, honestly, for me, like, I just remember, like, one of the managers, like, coming by and, and then, like, one of my – the strength coach who sits next to me, he, like, nudges me. He goes, he goes, Look at Coach's pants. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, we're in the – this, this is the Big East Championship game. And, like, I'm just like – like, we're trying to, like, you know, we're, we're playing Villanova. Like, place is sold out. You're not thinking about your coach's pants. So, like, I look, I look, I look down, and, like, pants were ripped. <laughs> so, like, obviously uh, – yeah, was it were there boxers or were they uh, briefs or what? what oh, they I, yeah, I, I, I wasn't looking that hard. That's that's funny though. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I just remember Danny knows him, Fordo, just grabbing grabbing a towel, and it was like, whatever, fucking give him the towel and let's keep playing. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it blew up. Um, but you know, for for a player, it was tough. It's like we're just kind of. I mean, it was the biggest championship game. <laughs> Huge props to the managers. This uh, this is a manager-friendly podcast. Uh, we got some friends of the program that are managers. Uh, Fordo, Joe Keller. Uh, I mean, shout out to them. Shout out uh, to them to just cover that that gaping hole in in Cooley's pants. And uh, we appreciate you. Um, I do have I do, I have a question about um, about a certain Twitter account. Um, and it, I think it is Nate Watson's dad. Um, I mean, guy is electric. He's uh, he never misses on his tweets. Um, is that ever talked about within the locker room or talked talked about like with Nate? Is like, man, your dad's your dad's awesome. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, not really. It's not talked about much, but like we all know each other's parents, and like it's all it's all cool. Um, you know, it's like uh, I don't really know. We took Nate's a. Uh, Watson's a good guy. He's a, he's a very he's a very nice man. He's like he's great to talk to. Um, and he's he's just a huge supporter. You know, that's what that's what we love. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he seems I I I consider myself a pretty big Friars fan, and well, I am I'm nothing compared to him. Yeah, well, I'll tell you this: he's not like one of those he's not one of those parents who's like create like crazy in a bad way. Like he's crazy. Yeah. In a good way, you know what I mean? Like he's like he's very supportive. Like he wants us to win. Like. He and he's not like he's not saying like crazy things like he's not bashing anyone on the team like he's just like he's just telling it how it is and he's just a he, you know he's a good supporter. Exactly. I mean, we all know those those crazy dads, but he honestly does not seem like one of them at all. I mean, he's he's just very proud of his son. For, I yeah, mean, yeah. He's and, just a big I mean, he's a great follow. I'll I'll throw his uh, Twitter handle in the descriptions of this video. You guys got to follow him if you're a Friars fan. Bob, you got anything? Uh, yeah, I love, uh, you know, like nicknames and stuff. Uh, <laughs> what, what, you got a good nickname on the team or you got, what, what would you say is like the best nickname, uh, that, that anyone has on the team? Like, that's just, 
Anything stick out? Um, um, I'll tell you, my roommate had a great nickname for Lawan Pipkins. He called him a uh, called him Lou Pip, Lou L U P I P. It was great, and like yeah, that is like, good. And Pip Pip like actually knew him. It was it was uh, Sal Solari, but Pip actually knew him, and like they got along great. And when Sal when Sal told Pip that, like Pip was like, oh. Love it. <laughs> he ate Pip, it up. Yeah. I mean, Pip's just a great kid. Pip was a, a great kid. Yeah, Sal, then, uh, Sal's got a uh, a competitive problem, not a not a uh, a wagering problem. <laughs> Bob, what do you say? Uh, I was just say, uh, not to get overly serious, but uh, what would you say is is your favorite part of? Because uh, obviously, college sports can be a grind. But what's your favorite part of being on the team, or you know, your favorite like? A time where you think, man, this is really cool. Like I'm, you know, what's your favorite part about being on a, a Providence basketball player? Yeah, um, I just, I've always loved the experience. Um, like the summers have always been great. Um, just like being here, I, I really like the summers because it's like it's not as stressful. You know, like yeah. you're just, you're just kind of you're playing. And, you know, you're working out and you're lifting with all the guys, but they, there's no real stress, you know. Like, you don't have really school to worry about. You don't have games to worry about, you know. The summers have always been great. Um, and then traveling. Traveling's been really cool. Um, we've been able to travel. I went to Italy a couple summers ago. Um, we've been to uh, We've been to California. We've played in New York City. Um, traveling's always been cool. Uh, those are just those are just good experiences, um, and then everyone you meet, you know, even like you know you just meet all these fan, like these random people who are like are connected with the team. But it's like the relationships you make over this these four years are just unbelievable. So I'd say that was that's probably the most part about it all. Um, speaking of that, um, what is that kind of? Did, did you know this coming in? Because I know your dad is head of admissions, correct? Yes. So did that factor into um, why you wanted to, to play here or why you wanted to go here? Because aren't you a walk-on? Yeah. So I, Was it like you got in and then you were like, yeah, I'm going to try out for this team? What was the whole no, process so, there? Yeah, there was, like, there was still like a little bit of a recruiting process. Um, so it was like my junior year of high school. And um, – we were, I was just, I was playing AAU. I was pretty much getting looks at by uh, like division three schools, like the NESCAC schools, um, which is like Trinity, you know, Con College, Colby, those, those type of schools. Um, and then like my dad was like, well, it's pretty much, this all happened like pretty much by chance. Um, my dad was like, cause he was just friends with uh, one of the assistant coaches on the, on the team. And he was like, well, we need extra guys for this, like, prospect that like they needed guys just to play like um just so they can have numbers to play five on five um so my dad was like yeah there's like does your son want to come up and play like we just need extra guys so my dad was like you want to go play i was like yeah of course why not um i played well um and then there was like they were pretty much like who the hell is this kid and then the assistant coach was like oh well that's raul's son and they're like holy shit and then they're like, then they were pretty much like, yeah, you want to be a walk-on? And I was like, 
yeah, why not? Let's do it. And so I, my junior, it was, that all, that all happened in like maybe two weeks. Like I played, they're like, they found out like, like about me. And then they like, they called me up and they're like, you want to, you want to be a walker? And I was like, yeah. And so like, I really like, I applied to one school, um, got in and that was it. So then, it, yeah. So then there's no trial or anything. Um, I just showed up June 1st and that was that. Was there, uh, was there any doubt of, of making that decision? Is like, I want to, to be a walk-on for a D1 school rather than be a, uh, maybe someone who gets more playing time at a D3 uh, type school. Is there, is there any regret in, in, uh, in your choice or not? Yeah, no, that, that's a great question. I get that question all the time. Um, and like, I've actually thought about that a lot. And like, I think about it every year. At the end of every year, I think about that. And I think now, like, since I'm older and I have like three, three years now, like, I have a, I have like a definitive answer. Like, I'll answer this the same way for the rest of my life. And it's that, for me, like, I'm never gonna go to the NBA. Like, if we're gonna be completely honest, like, I'm six one, not that athletic. Like, I'm just like not. <laughs> like, it's just not gonna happen. And so, the way I think about it is like, I've got, I get, I get a Division one experience. And yeah, maybe I don't play a lot, but I get this division one experience where I get to travel all over the world. I get to play in these huge arenas. And like, and then, you know, like you get to meet all these people. And like, it's just like all the, all the networking I got out of it, all the, like the relationships I gotten out of it. Like I would never, for, I would like, no doubt in my mind, like I would do it. If I, if I was back in senior year of high school, I would do the same thing. I mean, it's just, there's so many, there's so much more to benefit from in my, in my view. I know a lot of people probably don't think the same, but that's I mean, it, it, you bring up a good point. It's like, if you're, if you're really looking to go to the NBA, yeah, I get like the whole playing time thing. But I mean, if you're just there for the ride and I mean, you, it seems like you've been having a hell of a time. And uh, I, honestly, I, I would probably choose the same thing. Uh, it's a, I mean, you, you still have a time. I feel like everyone still has a time in their lives, uh, regardless of playing time. Uh, on the court I, mean, I would just say like like even like me going into it like I never thought like I was gonna get playing time and then you know my junior year like I've been in the program for two years now like they're starting to trust the coaching staff starting to trust me more I put on 25 pounds of muscle like I like I've done a hell of a lot better basketball and then next thing you know I'm playing in I'm playing in the Ryan Center down at URI in a rivalry game with like a minute to go in the first half and it's just like this kid was never, this kid was supposed to be playing division three basketball. And then like, you know, it's just like, when you get an opportunity like this, you got to take it. That's kind of like the way I thought about it. And you never know what's going to happen. You may not play at all. And you, but then you, you're next thing you know, you're playing in the Ryan center. So. And that's, that's very true. Very interesting. Um, the, for next season, uh, what can we expect out of out of out of Fonts? Did we expect that we are we gonna get some playing time? We're we gonna get some crucial minutes. Um, yeah, um, I hope so. But you know, if I'm not playing, I'll still be you know a great teammate and you know push the other guys every day. Um, but yeah, you know, I think you'll get. I think we'll, we'll be a pretty good team. We got some good pieces coming back, and we added some good pieces. So. I think we'll be, uh, be pretty good again. Uh, who do who do you think is the uh, the guy to watch uh, next year? Whether it be 
uh, a, 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 a recruit, a transfer, or just someone that you think is just really going to step up their game? Uh, who do you think that the, the guy to watch is going to be next year for the, for, for the Friars? I think on a national stage, probably um, David. I think David's, David could be one of the best players in the country next year um, just because of how hard he works and how naturally gifted he is. Um, and, you know, he's got another year of experience under his belt. So I think he's going to be a, I think he's going to be a hell of a player. Um, on the, like, more on the under the radar um, view, uh, probably Jared Biden. He's coming from St. Joe's. He sat out last year. He was with the, um, the whole year, though. He's, he's exactly what we needed. He's a, he's a, he is unbelievable. The things that kid did in practice last year, it was like, holy shit. Like he is, he is, I think he's so good. Um, and I'm good friends with him. He's the nicest kid in the world. It's just, he's a point guard. Um, he's so crafty and it's just, it's something we haven't had in a while. Um, he's more like a pass first. He'll, he'll get guys open. Um, he reminds me a little bit of Kyron Cartwright from our freshman year. Um, maybe not as athletic, but maybe, uh, you know, maybe better score. Um, but yeah, he's he's very good. I'm excited to see him play. All right, that's 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 something to look forward for uh, for Friars fans. Um, all right, so a uh, a segment we like to do is um, uh, who deserves better, which is basically just somebody or something that you know it's just isn't getting what they deserve. And um, uh, I asked you to to think of something. Uh, is there anything that uh, is there anything that comes to mind when? Uh, uh, who do you think deserves better? So I was thinking about it. It was in the car when you texted me that, so I had a, some time to think about it. Um, I think, I want to say Sam Darnold. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Jets fan. He, he uh, you know, he was, he was kissing, kissing girls last year. I don't blame him. Like, yeah, exactly. yeah, that's good. I mean, that's good for him. Yeah, you know, I like, wish I could do that. But now I, I just yeah. own a podcast. It's whatever. <laughs> Nobody kisses me. <laughs> no, like he's a, you know, he's an NFL quarterback. Why not? You should yeah. be kissing girls. You know, like yeah, Hoboken's finest. You know, and um, yeah, I think I think he's gonna be a good player. I I am confident. You know, I'm a huge, I'm a big Jets fan. I liked our draft. I liked our draft. Um. I mean, I'm ex- I hope he- I'm excited for him to take a jump, but you know, some people are a little like, well, is Donald really our guy? Like, is this guy like, I think he's our guy. I think he deserves better. All right, you heard it from France. Sam Donald deserves better. Uh, he's France, that's a jump. good, that's a, that's a good inaugural who deserves better. That's a solid. It it's a great one. <laughs> it's like well, he, want- he shouldn't be criticized for kissing, kissing girls. Yeah. I mean, he well, should be congratulated. Yeah. I mean, like, how is he supposed to know that the girl has mono? Exactly. Uh, Bob, what, what do you got for uh, who deserves better? Uh, so I went, Fonz, I love you going with the New York sports route. I went um, the historical route. So I went uh, Abraham Lincoln. I think he deserves better. Um, because you know much about him. He was our 16th president. Uh, some of his notable accomplishments were he preserved the union, he abolished slavery, he strengthened our federal government and he modernized the U.S. economy. And what is the thanks he gets, guys? He gets shot in the back of the head and wife to apply. 
you know, I mean, it seemed very fair. I, I don't uh, think that's fair at all. No, so I think he and his too, because being the first lady, you got to probably put up with a ton of shit. Like, he's working seven days a week. He's out. You know, you're in the middle of a civil war. She wants to go to one nice play, have one night with her husband, and they ruined it. They, they couldn't let it happen. Uh, and so I think he deserves better. And, uh, oh, and you might think, well, at least, you know, he got shot in the head. He died quickly. No, he lingered for three days and died that week. So just, just all around a bad, just he deserves better. That's, that's a, uh, I didn't know that last one. And that's, that's actually very sad to hear that he, that he stayed around for three days and it wasn't instant. Yeah, there's like, there's like no silver lining anywhere in that story. Um, I'm going to be selfish with my pick for who deserves better. And that's because my, uh, my birthday is next week and I'll be turning 21. And I'm not going to have that, that experience of, of turning 21, of going out and, and just, abs- just having zero responsibility and just being a liability for all of your friends. It's like uh, I'm going to miss out on something that I'll only get once, a, once, once in a lifetime. And, uh, I mean, I'm just not going to have that fun experience. I'll probably be in the house uh, doing nothing, probably just grinding just editing, podcasting, blogging. I mean, and it's not going to be fun. Uh, maybe, maybe I get a chance to hang out uh, with a couple of guys, but I mean, I'm just not going to have that normal experience. And uh, I think I deserve better and that's a selfish take, but I'm going to be selfish because I mean, it's my, it's my birth week. So uh, why not? Well, happy birthday. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you Fats, for coming on. Uh, it was a, an absolute treat to have you on. Uh, as our first guest, uh, you, you performed very well. Uh, your, your inaugural Who Deserves Better was great. And uh, thank you so much for coming on as our, as our meeting time is slowly dwindling away. <laughs> no, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it.